from Austin, live music capital of the world, this is Texas Music Matters. Texas Music Matters is made possible in part by Lewis Shanks of Texas, offering fine home furnishings since 1945. LewisShanksFurniture.com I'm David Brown. Thanks for joining us. Ask anyone to rattle off the names of the greats of Texas music, and you're likely to hear Willie Nelson, Buddy Holly, Bob Wills, Janis Joplin, Roy Orbison, Jimmy Dale Gilmore. We could do this all day, really. But now let's take that question and, and change it up just a smidge. Who are the greatest Texas songwriters of all time? Don't ask just anyone. Ask a Texas songwriter, someone who works at it, and someone who knows what goes into a truly great song. Someone like Ray Wiley Hubbard, for example. There's the, the holy trinity. I mean, there's Billy Joe Shaver, Towns Van Zandt, and Guy Clark. Those are the, the big three, in my opinion. That is the bar that's kind of set for anybody. Three Texas songwriters who set the bar for everyone else. This hour, it's the Texas trinity of songwriters, Guy Clark, Towns Van Zandt, and the bard of Corsicana, Billy Joe Shaver. On a rainy Wednesday morning, that's the day that I was born, and that old shed crop was one room country shack. And they say my mama left me the day before she had me, said she hit the road and never wants to look back. He was born dirt poor near the tail end of the Great Depression in a little town not far from Waco. Though growing up in the Jim Crow South, Billy Joe Shaver felt at home on both sides of the tracks. And I'd go over to a black settlement of uh, cotton pickers, crawl across the railroad track when I was just a little kid, six, seven years old. And they, they always, it was a, one of the places had a stand-up piano on it. And then the, the people would come up with a bottleneck and, and I'd get to sing with them and learn a lot of gospel songs and, and a lot of songs that I guess Willie Dixon or somebody was writing because they were great. And uh, I learned all those things. And uh, on top of it, Jimmy Rogers was a big uh, hero of mine. I, yeah, simplicity uh, don't need to be greased, you know, like a wheel, you, you grease it. Well, simplicity don't squeak or anything. It just goes right in there. And and it's and I've got a corner on it because I'm, I'm good at it because I didn't have much schooling and I don't know any of those $10 words. And I say it as simple as I can, as few words as I can. And, and uh, it works out real good for me because uh, the knotheads like me can understand it and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the real smart ones can understand it real easy. And they appreciate it, too. It's like art. Three fingers of whiskey, pleasures of drinking, moving does more than the same thing for me. Willie, he tells me that do us and thinkers say moving's a closer thing to being free. He's a rosin, he's a rigging, and laid back his wages. He's dead set on riding the big rodeos. My woman's tight with an overdue baby. Willie, he's yelling, hey, gypsy, let's go. Willie, you're wild as a Texas blue northern, ready road from the south. 
same makings as me And I reckon we'll ramble till hell freezes over Willie the Wonder and Gypsy and me in 1966, Billy Joe Shaver hitched a ride on a cantaloupe truck landing in Nashville, writing songs for $50 a week. When he returned to Texas in 1972 to perform a few times at the Dripping Springs reunion, it would kindle Billy Joe Shaver's career and reshape Texas music history. Yes, as a matter of fact, it did. Uh, things happened there that, that caused it to, to fly. Uh, Waylon Jennings come out of the back of a trailer and he I was playing, uh, they'd passing the guitar, and I was playing Willie the Wandering Gypsy and me. He busted out there, he says, whose song is that? And I says, well, it's mine. He says, man, I'm going to record that. And I believed him, you know. He said, bring it up to Nashville. He said, you got any more of them cowboy songs? I said, yeah, I got a whole sack full of them. And he, he said, well, bring them up, and I'll do a whole album. And uh, I did. I brought them up there, and uh, uh, I had to chase him around <laughs> I come up here from Waco on a few holly freight In my mind, Tennessee to me was just another state I weren't trying to get into, I just swinging on the gate I'm about to go down under from this hurry up and wait I came to a, to a recording session and I wasn't supposed to be in there but, but all it was, the walls were lined with groupies and people that hangers on and people that really didn't belong in there. But uh, he was in the control room and uh, Captain Midnight, uh, Roger Scutt, was a great, great disc jockey. And he was a real good friend of mine. Me and him used to throw knives. And uh, he got me in, snuck me in that back door down there. And Waylon got word that I was in there and he sent Midnight down there with the little bitty hundred dollar bill all folded up and said give this to Billy Joe and tell him to get lost because <laughs> he knew I was kind of sleeping in my trucks and things like that. I was good I was uh, on the street you know I, I told I gave it to midnight and told him to tell him where to uh, stick it where the sun don't shine and twist it you know and he went up and told Waylon and Waylon come out of that booth I mean mad as an old wet hen and he he had two bikers on each side of him big old boys he looked and he said, what do you want, Hoss? I, I said, well, I'll tell you, Waylon, I'm down to it. I've chased you around now six months about. I said, uh, if you don't do these here songs uh, or listen to them, at least, you, you got to at least listen to one or two of them. I goes, if you don't, I'm going to whip your ass right here in front of everybody. <laughs> what did he you say? Know? And, and that boy, he, he bowed up, and them guys started toward me, and he stopped them, and then... Then he came up there slowly, like, and he, and he grabbed me by the arm. I let him grab me by the arm. I had my guitar in my hand. It was, you know, it was in the case. And he took me into another room there that was no one in there. He said, man, you can get yourself killed that way, you know, talking to somebody like me that way. And I said, well, uh, don't underestimate me. Because <laughs> I was a big old boy, and I was ready to roll, you know. And I'd done some fighting in my day, and he said, "I'm gonna do this. He's gonna, I'm gonna let you play one song, and if I like it, we'll go on to another song. But if I don't like it, I'm gonna stop you right there in the middle of it or wherever, and you're gonna leave, and we're not gonna ever see each other again." I said, "That's fair enough." 
So I did anal guide in Mexico, and he fine. I did uh, 05 and Dimers. I spent a lifetime making up my mind to be more than the measure of what I thought others could see. Good luck and fast bucks are too far and too few between. Cadillac buyers and old five and dimers like me. When I got to Honky Tonk Heroes, he slapped his leg, I remember, and he said, Now I know what I gotta do. And he went back in there and run everybody out and changed the whole thing, brought his own band in, which was unheard of then. That was a first for, for Nashville to have somebody come in and use their own band. And uh, they got in there and cut them songs, and I mean, they did a great job because the songs were so much bigger than me, I couldn't possibly sing them as good as he could. He was, I still can't. <laughs> He's, he was about as good as he gets. Low down, leaving sun. Done did everything that needs done Woe is me Why can't I see I'd best be leaving well enough alone Them neon lighting nights Couldn't stay out of fights Keep a haunting me in memories Well there's one in every crowd For crying out loud why was it always turning out to be me? Where does it go? The good Lord only knows Seems like it was just the other day I was down at Green Gables Hawking them tables And generally blowing all my hard-earned pay Piano rolled blues Danced holes in my shoes There weren't another other way to be Oh, lovable losers, no account boozers, and honky-tonk heroes like me. Hey, hey. Like me. 
Rolling Stone reviewed Waylon Jennings' album Honky Tonk Heroes, heaping praise on the record. The review went on to say that, the truth be known, the real hero of Honky Tonk Heroes was a songwriter named Billy Joe Shaver. Feeling somewhat eclipsed, a furious Waylon Jennings vowed never again to record another Billy Joe Shaver song. No matter, Shaver's songs would be recorded by plenty of others, including Bob Dylan, Chris Christopherson, the Allman Brothers, and even Elvis, to name but a few. If Billy Joe Shaver's songs have a ring of authenticity, it may have something to do with the fact that the experiences he draws upon sometimes seem as if they were lifted from a classic country song. He's been a barroom brawler and a born-again Christian, concurrently. He shot a man in the face a few years back and was acquitted on grounds of self-defense. He married and divorced the same woman several times over, lost fingers to a buzzsaw, then taught himself to play guitar all over again, lost his wife and mother to cancer less than a month apart, and then lost his son and musical partner, Eddie, to drug addiction. He suffered a heart attack on stage. He served as a spiritual advisor to gubernatorial candidate Kinky Friedman. He sings the theme song on TV's Squidbillies. And he is still releasing strong-selling albums in his seventh decade. There just aren't too many Texans like Billy Joe Shaver anymore. But until recently, he never thought about this idea of him being exceptional, much less legendary. I didn't realize people were listening to me until just recently. And really? now, now I'm being more careful about what I say, you know, but but I'm still got to do it. I've got to say it. And a lot of times I say things that get me in trouble, but uh, I'm not in the Country Music Hall of Fame or I don't have any trophies or anything like that. And But my trophies are when Willie Nelson or Bob Dylan or Chris Christopherson or uh, anybody, a songwriter, records one of my songs, and that's my trophy. Uh, you know, that does my heart good because I know I've impressed them. And uh, because I'm just writing as hard as I can and, and not trying to get any anything out of it. I, I actually am making a living at it, and I never dreamed I would. But Waylon Jennings told me, he said, if I ever hear about you... Uh, writing any songs to get any awards, I'm going to come and I'm going to shoot you right between the eyes. <laughs> so I kind of believed him, you know, and I thought, well, I don't do that anyway, so it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to cross that river. I'm going to catch them all right now. You're going to want to hold me just like I always told you. You're gonna miss me when I'm gone Nobody here will ever find me But I will always be around Just like the songs I leave behind me I'm gonna live forever now You fathers and you mothers, be good to one another. Please try to raise your children right. Don't let the darkness take them. Don't make them feel forsaken. Just lead them safely to the light. When this old world is born asunder, and all the stars fall from the sky, 
Remember someone really loves you We'll live forever, you and I I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow night I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow night that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow night That's Billy Joe Shaper performing live in KUT's Studio 1A Coming up the drunken poet troubadour is our special edition of Texas Music Matters continues This hour, we're exploring the legacy of the Texas Trinity, three songwriters who set the bar. You could argue whether it's fair to narrow it down to just three, but few would argue that Texas has ever produced another songwriting talent to equal that of John Towns Van Zant. In his 30-year recording career, Towns never had a single hit, as if that mattered. Commercial success didn't elude Towns Van Zant. He seemed to spend his life running from it locking himself in a closet to learn to play guitar, sleeping under barroom pool tables, getting hammered before his shows. Not all of them, just most of them. But trying to understand Towns Van Zant as a tragic figure gets it all wrong. In his 52 years on earth, before his body gave out from substance abuse, Towns pretty much did things the way he wanted, without apology. People close to Towns Van Zant say they'd sometimes catch a flash in his eyes. It was as if as if Towns knew something that everyone else didn't. This is Joe Ely. I heard him and I met him on the same day. He was hitchhiking, coming through Lubbock. So I picked him up and took him to the other side of town and he gave me a, an album. Here he was, he had just hitchhiked across the desert with a whole backpack full of record albums. <laughs> it's a wonder they didn't all melt. There was no clothes in his backpack. I remember when he 
took it out. He just his whole backpack was full of albums. It's probably 25 in there. And we said our farewells, and I took that record over to Jimmy Dale Gilmore's house because I knew he had a record player. And we played it over and over all night. The name she gave was Caroline, the daughter of a miner. Well, her ways were free, and it seemed to me Sunshine walked beside her Our ways were free And it seemed to me Sunshine walked beside her I'm Rodney Crowell. Her ways were free and it seemed to me Sunshine walked beside her. It's like, boy, when I first heard that, I went, it's like, it's not just shining on her, it's walking beside her, and that's what I want to be doing. She said she'd come to look for work. She was not seeking favors for a dime a day and a place to stay. She turned those hands to labor. I was just beginning to write stuff at that time, I, and I think Towns really kind of pushed all of us, you know, over the cliff. We knew it was not to be taken lightly. We had to really work at this. and uh, So he kind of set a standard, and, and in that sense, I kind of look at Towns as being, the, you know, the Flatlanders' patron saint. There was a, it was almost I had a mystical thing to it. I'm Delbert McClinton. Just to look at him, he was a, a bit of a mystic guy, I always thought. Always had a, a twinkle in his eye that like he knew something nobody else knew. He just did it, and if you're there and heard it, well, then, uh, then you'd been baptized. Days full of rain, skies coming down again. I get so tired of these same old blues, same old song. Baby, it won't be long, for I'll be tying on my flying shoes. Flying shoes till I be tying on my flying shoes. I'm Gary Nicholson. The essence of Towns's artistry for me is that it had a spiritual nature to it without calling attention to itself. Spring on the side, summer had to be satisfied. Fall is a feeling that I just can't lose I'd like to stay Maybe watch a winter day Turn the green water to white and blue Flying shoes, flying shoes 
Till I be tying on my flying shoes. Again, Delbert McClinton. He'd bring things out kind of through the back door in his lyrics, you know. He never said, well, no, this is what it means. He just did what he did, and you had to put it together. Living on the run, my friend, is gonna keep you free and clean. Now you wear your skin like iron. Your breath is hard as kerosene. Your breath is hard as kerosene. Well, what does that mean? But when, I, when you sing the whole thing, you know what it means. It's a, just a very good uh, analogy of, of somebody whose uh, breath's hard as kerosene. <laughs> Pacho was a bandit boy. His horse was fast as polished steel. Wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. Rodney Crowell. Beautiful. You know, he wore his gun outside his pants for all the honest world to feel. So evocative, visual, sensual. And I think just one of the greatest lines in the song. Well, if I needed you. If I needed you. That's Joe Ely. If I needed you. That line in itself, you obviously wouldn't be singing it if you didn't need that person. And I think that's where the, that little twist in... Townsend's lyrics come is just a line like that. Uh, uh, even even a line like waiting around to die. There's something kind of uh, hysterical about that line because you're obviously not waiting around to die. You're waiting around to live. Sometimes I don't know where this dirty road's taking me. Sometimes I don't even know the reason why. I guess I'll keep a gambling. Lots of booze and lots of rambling. Well, it's easier than just a waiting around to die. One time ago, I had a ma, even had a pa. He beat her with a belt once, cause she cried. Told him to take care of me, headed down to Tennessee. Well, it's easier than just a waiting around to die. Every time I play that song, kind of like the first time I felt when I heard it. It's kind of like, whoa. Well, I came of age and I found me a girl in a Tuscaloosa bar. She cleaned me out and hit it on the slide. I tried to hide the pain. I bought some wine and hopped a train. Well, it's easier than just waiting around to die. Well, a friend of mine said he knew where some easy money was. We robbed a man and brother, did we fly? The sheriff caught me and brought me back to Muskogee. Two long years of waiting around to die. Well, now I'm out of jail. And I got me a friend at last He don't drink or steal or cheat or lie His name's Codeine He's the nicest friend I've seen Yeah, together we're gonna wait around and die Together we're gonna wait around and die 
it's almost like that feeling, you know, when you when you smell fresh cut grass, it reminds you of something. Brings me back to this cold old day and dusty old empty field with a man out there hitchhiking who later became my friend. Well, there's no stronger wind than the one that blows down a lonesome railroad line. No prettier sight than looking back on a town you left behind. But there's nothing that's as real as the love that's in my mind. Close your eyes, I'll be here in the morning. Close your eyes, I'll be here for a while. I needed to know how, you know, how do you get, pull down the fabric of heaven and stick your head up and look around, you know, and see what's up there, which Towns did so easily. Singer-songwriter Rodney Crowell. The rest of us were evolving. I was moved to try to write something that, that would get Towns' approval. His begrudging approval was, that's all right, you think you can do it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how does a songwriter pull down the fabric of heaven? In an extraordinary series of interviews shortly before he died, Town shared some of his songwriting secrets with producer and DJ Larry Monroe. See, a lot of times I take so little credit, and seriously, so little credit for the songs that uh, when I say, yeah, that's a pretty song, or something like that, it has nothing to do with, uh, yeah, I wrote a pretty song. I could be anybody. I mean, it's, I look at songs real objectively, you know. So whenever I say that, it's not coming, you know, doesn't mean, yeah, well, I wrote a pretty song. But somebody had to write it, you know, and it just happened to be me. I have to be sitting in the right place at the right time, you know, kind of with the right prepared to do it. And did it, it is a pretty song. fact that uh, it's the only song that I ever wrote in my sleep. If I needed you, would you come to me? Would you come to me and ease my pain? I was dead, dead asleep. And it was kind of a weird sleep. I was living with, uh, staying with Guy Clark and Susanna Clark in this little teeny uh, house over in East Nashville. And somebody got the flu, and so we immediately all, three of us, had the flu. And we were getting a bottle of uh, codeine cough syrup every day and splitting it three ways. And we had to draw straws who walked up to the, the uh, you know, corner, which was about a quarter of a mile, to the drugstore, because guys VW didn't run as usual to get the cough syrup, and I always lost, it seems like. They were looking at Tennessee, they were looking at me like scum of the earth because I was buying this codeine cough syrup, you know, and I was coughing, my eyes were running. I mean, if anybody ever needed it, and they still looked at me like scum of the earth. <laughs> but anyway, so my sleep was just saturated with these technicolor dreams, most vivid dreams you can imagine. And... Uh, I was laying on my little bed. It was a little kind of storeroom, and it was a mattress on the floor with a little light beside it. 
and always had a pad and a pencil there and some books and stuff and my guitar was against the wall and I was sleeping one night and I had a dream and I dreamt that I was you know a traveling folk singer and I was up in front of these people and I sang this song and it was If I Needed You If I needed you Would you come to me Would you come to me And ease my pain If you needed me I would come to you I'd swim the seas For to ease your pain In a night forlorn All the morning's born And the morning shines With the lights of love You will miss sunrise If you close your eyes That would break my heart in two It was so uh, intense that it woke me up and uh, I reached over and turned on the light and wrote down the words. There's three verses to that song and then the first verse is repeated. And I knew the, the guitar part had been so clear that I didn't even uh, get off the mattress and go get my guitar. I remembered it and I just uh, went back to sleep. And in the morning, we all got up kind of had coffee and stuff like that. And after that, I said, hey, uh, God, listen to this song. And I played If I Needed You with the guitar part. It's never been changed. I played it right the first time. You know, and he said, man, that's a beautiful song. That's yours? I said, yeah. He said, when did you write it? Uh, last night. And uh, I said, no, man, we, you went to sleep before we did. You can't, I mean, you couldn't have. Did you, get, did you get up? And he was like, no, I wrote it in my sleep and I wrote it down I woke up long enough to write it down it's like wow that's amazing man that's a good one I'd swim the seas for to ease your pain my first thought was man I gotta get some more of that codeine cough syrup I thought about walking in and telling the doctor that I just have an open-ended prescription for codeine cough syrup because I needed to make a living, you know. (laughs) Right, I figured, well, that probably wouldn't fly. In his more serious moments, Towns confessed that the secret to songwriting was, as he put it, pulling up my antenna and writing down what I hear. That's a pretty subversive idea, that you don't control the creative spirit. It controls you which may perhaps explain why Towns didn't waste much energy trying to shape his destiny either. Just put his cards on the table, all the chips on the line. Well, the wicked king of clubs awoke. It was to his queen he turned. His lips were laughing as they spoke. His eyes like bullets burn. The sun's upon a gambling day. His queen smiled low and blissfully. Let's make some wretched fool to pay. Plain it was, she did agree. He sent his deuce down into diamond, his four to heart, and his trade a spade. Three kings with their legions come, and preparations soon were made. They voted club the day's commander, give him an army face and number. All but the outlaw jack of diamonds and the aces in the sky. 
Let me give his sevens first instruction. Spirit me a game of stud. Stakes unscarred by limitation between a man named Gold and a man named Mud. And club filled gold with greedy vapors till his long green eyes did glow. Mud was left with the sighs and trembles watching his hard earned money go. Flushes fell on gold like water, tins it paired and paired again. But the aces only flew through heaven and the diamond jack called no man friend. The diamond queen saw Mud's ordeal, began to think of her long lost son, fell to her knees with a mother's mercy, prayed to the angels, everyone. The diamond queen, she prayed and prayed, and the diamond angel filled Mud's hole. And the wicked king of clubs himself fell face down in front of gold. Now three kings come to club's command, but the angels from the sky did ride. Three kings up on the streets of gold, three fireballs on a muddy side. The club queen heard her husband's call, but Lord, that queen of diamonds joy. When the outlaw in the heavenly hall turned out to be her wandering boy. Now mud he checked and gold bet all, and mud he raised and gold did call. And that smile just melted off his face when mud turned over that diamond ace. Now here's what this story's told, you feel like mud, you'll end up gold. Feel like lost, you'll end up found, so amigo, lay them raises down. Towns Van Zandt, one of three Texas songwriters we're spotlighting this hour. Coming up, Towns' closest musical friend, the master craftsman of Texas music, as our special edition of Texas Music Matters continues. From Austin, this is Texas Music Matters. Since the death of Towns Van Zandt in 1997, Guy Clark has made it a point to include one of Towns' songs on each of his albums. Hard to imagine a greater sign of respect in music today, since so few songwriters rise to Clark's own standards. If you've ever seen him play live, you may remember the slight scowl as he took to the stage going through the motions of introductions and the other pleasantries he doesn't seem to find so pleasant. And then he settles in with his guitar on his lap, and something happens. Well, thank you all for coming out. This is something a little different than what I usually do. My band mutinied. They refused to stand up. (laughs) No, we were sitting around practicing the other day, and... uh, this is kind of the way we record. And everybody just said, well, man, why don't we just play like this? And so, okay. (laughs) 
back of all your dishes Make note of all good wishes Say goodbye to the landlord for me That son of a bitch has always bored me Throw out them L.A. papers Moldy box of vanilla wafers Adios to all this concrete Gonna get me some dirt road back street Among his contemporaries, they call him the master craftsman, writing lyrics on graph paper with a can full of erasers at the ready. In his workshop, filled with woodworking tools, he makes his own guitars. Even this, even now, performing in front of a crowd, it's all done for the sake of the song. The final process in the writing is to go out and play it on stage for two weeks or two months and just see how it works, you know, because you can sit in a room all day long and sing it to yourself and not know where the flaws are. But when you start trying to communicate it and see if people get it, then you find out. And sometimes you go, oh, no, I'll never do that again. And it's, oh, wait, I can fix this, you know. Or this is just right. It's different every time. Performing it is the last step in the writing process for me. I can just get off of this L.A. freeway without getting killed or caught. Down that road in a cloud of smoke to some land. I ain't bought, bought, bought It's bare bones. It's like God doesn't waste any words. He doesn't waste any words. It's all uh, close to the bone, and he... A lot of it may have to do with his, his voice. I mean, I, I love his singing voice. He, he, he sings like he talks. That's Grammy Award-winning producer and multi-instrumentalist Lloyd Maines. I mean, I mean guys from, from uh, he was raised around Monahans, Texas, you know, and that's not too far from Lubbock. So uh, he, he was raised in the same atmosphere that I was. And, uh, man, uh, it, it shows through in his songs. You know, he, he, uh, he lived a rough, rough life, rough and tough life, and uh, he's, he's, uh, he writes about it. It's a song about a man who was kind of like my grandfather. Actually, he was my grandmother's boyfriend, is what he was. <laughs> a wildcatter out in West Texas, and uh, that means you drill oil wells just for the hell of it. You know, it doesn't really matter if you get anything, it's the sport. <laughs> anyway, he's the guy who taught me how to whittle and spit and cuss and drive a car and sit up straight. <laughs> And I play the Red River Valley And he'd sit in the kitchen And he'd cry Run his fingers through 70 years of living And wonder, Lord, has every well I drill gone dry We were friends me and his old man like desperados waiting for a train like desperados waiting for a train well he's a drifter and a driller of oil wells 
an old school man of the world He taught me how to drive his car when he's too drunk to Oh, and he'd wink and give me money for the girls and Our lives are like some old western movie Like desperados waiting for a train Like desperados waiting for a train From the time that I could walk, he'd take me with him To a bar called the Green Frog Cafe And there was old men with beer guts and dominoes Oh, and they're lying about their lives while they play I was just a kid They all call his sidekick Like desperados Waiting for a train Like desperados Waiting for a train One day I looked up And he's pushing 80 Brown tobacco stains all down his chin. Well, I mean, he's one of the heroes of this country. So why is he all dressed up like them old men? He's drinking beer and playing moon 42. Like a desperado waiting. Like a desperado waiting for a train And then the day before he died I went to see him And I was grown and he was almost gone So we just closed our eyes and dreamed us up a kitchen Sang another verse to that old song. Come on, Jack, some bitches coming. We're like desperados waiting for a train. Like desperados waiting for a train. Like desperados waiting. In late June, Guy Clark's longtime partner, the love of his life, Susanna, passed away. In recent years, Guy struggled with health issues of his own. I got, you know, I've got a new knee I'm breaking in, a new titanium knee on the right, and 
this one needs to be done. I've got a big brace on it to be able to walk around. My hip's going. What else is wrong? <laughs> I don't, you know, I just keep doing the best I can, you know. The biggest problem I'm having now is not playing all the time. So, and if you don't play those songs every night, you forget them, you know, or forget the subtleties of it. So I'm always kind of struggling to remember how they go. And, you know, but that's just part of it. That's just the way it goes. And that old-time feeling Goes sneaking down the hall Like an old gray cat in winter Keeping close to the wall That old-time feeling Goes stumbling up the street like an old salesman kicking the papers from his feet. Oh, and that old time feeling draws circles around the block like old women with no children holding hands. With the clock and that old time feeling falls on its face in the park like an old wine old praying that he can make it until it's dark. Comes and goes in the rain Like an old man with his checkers Dying to find the game An old time feeling A place for beer and bars Like an old Time picker who don't recall who you are. When that old time feeling limps through the night on a crutch, like an old soldier wondering if he's paid. That old time feeling Rocks and spits and cries Like an old lover remembering The girl with the clear blue eyes written not only great songs he's written classics you know and, and a lot of them that singer songwriter Ray Wiley Hubbard I, w- I think I would be grateful for the lines that he doesn't use <laughs> there's Guy Clark then there's kind of everybody else 
Like an old gray cat in winter Keeping close to the wall Guy Clark, Towns Van Zandt, Billy Joe Shaver, The Texas Trinity. Texas Music Matters is made possible in part by Lewis Shanks of Texas, offering fine home furnishings since 1945. LewisShanksFurniture.com Texas Music Matters is a production of the Music Journalism Unit at KUT Austin. Our producers include Art Levy, Lori Gallardo, Paul Caruba, Haley Howell, and Delaney Hall. You'll find more on today's program in the music section at KUT.org. Just look for the big broadcast. Our senior producer is Peter Babb. On behalf of the entire Texas Music Matters team, I'm David Brown, wishing you all the very best from Austin.